Rob, we have fast food news here today to talk about because, you know, nothing else much has been going on. And I've been eating, to be honest, I've been eating a lot of junk food over the last week as I sit at my desk uh, working on all the stuff we were doing at Max Stories. But you sent me a picture of some jalapeno chicken nuggets. And I was, yeah, I was a little, got to admit, I was a little disgusted. Did you buy these? I, I did buy these, yeah. How are they? Uh, uh, they were fine. Okay. They, uh, they smell horrible. Um, I, I was cooking them, and I was like, I didn't even want to eat them because I took them out of the oven when they were done, and they've just got this horrible, like, manufactured factory <laughs> smell to them. <laughs> oh, no. Um, like, these aren't, these aren't, like, sort of jalapeno poppers with, like, cream cheese and stuff or anything like that, and they're not even, like, like a mozzarella stick or anything where it's a lot of cheese. It's, like... It's like a chicken nugget, and then there's like a bit of cheese inside the bread crummy coating, I guess, or the batter or whatever they've got. And then I guess a little bit of jalapeno, although I couldn't taste it. Mm. Um, And they're kind of grim, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'll finish them anyway. I've paid for them. They were fine, I guess, Um, but they were not. They were not as nice as they looked on the picture. All right. Well, this speaking of smells, I've got one for you. I... Jennifer came home with one of these kind of prepackaged foods. It was it, it had the air of of healthiness to it. It, it were, they were little small potatoes, and they were in a package that you know really all you had to do was microwave it for a while to cook the potatoes, and then it had this little packet of dry seasoning that you would sprinkle over it, stir it up a bit, and it was supposed to be like I, I'm not sure why this is like a prepackaged food because it's really not that hard to cook your own potatoes and put your own seasoning on them. But it was, so we, and we had it, so I made it. And the, the, the seasoning, which was a combination of garlic and Parmesan cheese and some other things, it, uh, when they were done, it's, they smelled like dirty sweat socks. They were, it was really bad. <laughs> and I made the mistake of saving a little bit of leftovers and putting them in the fridge and waking up the next morning and opening the refrigerator to get breakfast. I nearly passed out. It was so bad. Was, I think I finally got the stink out, but it was, it was pretty bad, pretty bad. So that's my stinky potato story. Um, I should mention too, that I had these things called, Oh my gosh! What did I? I gotta look what I what they're even called, Rob. What were these things called? They're called puffcorn. They're Chester's puffcorn, and Chester is the mascot of Cheetos. And Cheetos is a big Frito Frito Lay brand snack that I think is pretty universal. I would say Cheetos is probably a, a, something you can get in a lot of places in the world. But these, yeah, yeah, we we know what yeah, Cheetos. Yeah. Are. I, I, there's a few that I can get over. I can't get the crunchy ones, which is really annoying. So I really like uh. those, but. Well, these are puffcorn, and it's it's this puffed up, a little bit like popcorn, I guess. It's and it's baked, so presumably it's maybe not as unhealthy. But it's just this kind of tasteless, puffy snack that has taste only because it's got Cheetos cheese all over it. So they're surprisingly they're I mean, surprisingly good. The, yeah, I mean that's going to improve anything. Um, but. This definitely seems to be a trend at the moment. I've noticed in the shops there's a lot of like popcorn or popcorn adjacent <laughs> right, products. Right. Um, like we tried because they were on special offer. They were like they sort of looked like Doritos. So they're like these sort of triangle. Oh, chips. I think I've seen these, and they're but they're but, all puffed up. But right? they were like 
Right, but they're puffed up and it was like popcorn, but in these little triangles. Yeah. Um, and they, I think we had some like sweet ones and there were, I think they had some other flavors like sweet chili and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of these weird popcorn. I think it's a popcorn renaissance. <laughs> I um, think so. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not sure if they're more like popcorn or more like the packing peanuts, the, uh, you know, the styrofoam that you put around packaging. Cause it's, there's a certain element of that to it. Like if these didn't have the cheese on the outside, you could probably pack these, you know, use these and send a package to you know by FedEx or something it's uh it's that sort of texture almost uh yeah these these triangles like just to be clear that wasn't an endorsement um, <laughs> these, these, these were not very good oh, all right. well the, these, um, these cheese puffs are pretty good these uh whatever they're called puff corn I don't know why they call them puff corn mm. but they're pretty good if you see them I don't know they seem to be pretty new around here I have a teenage son and he's very good at finding you know rooting out these novel snacks and finding drugstores and other places around town where they're sold. So I think he's the one who came home with these initially. Just $2 a bag, it says. It's because it's mostly they're selling you air. They're selling you a little bit of, of cheese flavoring and air, basically. Right. I mean, $2, though, for that bag that you sent me, that seems great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're good. They're good for watching a movie or something, sitting on the couch. You need to have one of those, just like any Cheetos. You need to, you need to have a good napkin there. You're going to end up with orange all over your fingers. But uh, st- uh, Amateur hour, you've got to eat it with a spoon. Oh, a spoon. That's, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's the pro move. <laughs> that is a pro move. I'll have to remember that. It's, it's almost perfect for these side, size little puffs, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I actually, I've been speaking of, of snacks. Um, you know, Gray's, the uh, the um, the little snack company that sends you snacks in the post? I think so, yeah. Um, I don't know if... They, I've heard of it. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're in the US or not. Um, but they did these little Marmite ones that I found in the shop. Oh. Um, and it's just like, you know, peanuts and little, I don't know, little bits of things. I don't really know. It's just like a big bag of, like, I guess it's like trail mix, I guess. Um, but they're like Marmite flavored, and I ended up eating that with a spoon because otherwise I was getting all the Marmite stuff on my fingers. <laughs> oh. And um, but I, I have to limit myself, otherwise I end up eating the whole bag at yeah, once. I bet, I bet. Wow. Well, I heard a rumor that you're back on RSS, and I'd like to think that Club Max Stories is to blame. Oh, it's a hundred percent to blame. I feel like the great thing about well, the, the good and the bad thing about the the Discord is like. I, we can get answers to like every question because there's enough people in there that any random question you ask, loads of people have got opinions. It's true. Like, you know, I asked about text editors the other day, like it was, you know, like it was 2010. I was like, what about iOS text editors? Is that still a thing people do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> because um, that, I mean, as it, it's discussed anyway, but that is a very weird market right now because everyone's on Obsidian and right, it is. Rome and building all sorts of different stuff. Um, but yeah, somebody mentioned RSS, I think, and I thought, yeah, I am kind of missing out on stories or I'm not seeing them because I'm, you know, just scrolling through Twitter. So yeah, I, I went with, um, what did you suggest? Net news. Yeah, that's a good choice. I mean, it uses iCloud. So great. There's no other third party service and it's free. Right. It's kind of hard to beat those two things. It really is. And it's, you know, they've done a really good job with that app and making it super native on all the platforms that it's on. I mean, because it's on iOS, but it's also on the Mac. And I think a lot of people don't realize still that RSS is available through iCloud, that that's something that, that is actually doable now. It wasn't really doable for a long time, but 
But you can set up that as your sync service now for a whole bunch of different RSS clients. Reader works that way too. They have that as an option. I think the, the only real reason to have a service anymore is if you want to use multiple apps or if you there's some some feature of the service on top of normal RSS that you want. Because like Inno Reader, which is something that I use, has you know rules and filters and all kinds of other uh, different features on top of regular RSS that are handy if you use a lot of RSS feeds, uh, which I do for Mac stories. But but yeah, it's um you know using it just through iCloud Cloud is really good and really fast too. And I know Net Newswire does a real nice job with theirs. Uh, yeah, I mean I was really impressed. I mean, like you say, it's definitely it is a bare bones app. It's like, right. It's not a lot of fancy. You know, if you, no, like if you were to describe the bare minimum features of an RSS app to somebody, like this is what you would end up with. And from my point of view, that's great. You know, because because it's all the native UI elements and all that right. kind of stuff. When iOS updates, you pretty much know it's just going to work. Yeah, it's really um, solid, and it's not buggy at all. I mean, th- what's nice about RSS right now on iOS is that there's so many options that you can get everything from something really rock solid and simple like Net Newswire on all the way up to something really complicated and experimental like you know maybe Lear or Fiery Feeds, which does a lot of fancy stuff, but at times have those apps have been a little buggy around the edges yeah definitely i mean i mean subscribe to maybe like you know 10 or so maybe 15 sites um you know and two of those are like mac stories and then the club rss feeds as well um i think actually that was what triggered me because you're all talking about the you know the custom feeds that you can do which is very fancy um, you know, but I wanted like, no, give me it all. Just mainline it all straight <laughs> into my phone. Like I want everything. Um, you know, and, and I think, yeah, like you say for fifth, 10, 15, probably 20 feeds, it's fine. I don't really need any filtering or anything like that. Cause I'm not really getting a lot of duplication cause it's, it's all the sites you'd imagine. Sure. You know, it's Mac stories, it's Darren Fireball, 512 pixels, those kind of sites. So I'm not really getting a lot of crossover in terms of, um, the same stories, although, you know, like, I think years ago when I used to use RSS and I'd subscribe to like The Verge, 9to5Mac and like 10 other tech sites where it's like, well, yeah, I'm obviously going to see the same thing over and over again. Right. And you're going to see a lot of it because a lot of those sites are very high volume. Even even the ones that are good, there's just a lot there and a lot of stuff you probably don't care about too as a result. Um, yeah, that was kind of a neat thing. I mean, that was that's kind of my favorite feature what we did with the club was we we have a system where you can turn any aspect of any of our newsletters into a private RSS feed. And it's, it's, it's like individualized the person, but it's not private in the sense that it needs like its own special login. Once you're a, like a member of club Mac stories, you just get these feeds that are, that are unique to you. Uh, and the, and you set up yourself with any of your favorite sections. And that was, that's something that we've always wanted to do just because we know that, you know, I mean, you have to be realistic when you write on the web. It's like not everybody wants to read everything that we do and that's totally okay. And, you know, if, if somebody ha- is there only for one particular thing, they should be able to get just one particular thing. And so we're trying to give, give that to them. And that's, it's been, I think people have been really happy with it. It's interesting to see people's reactions to how our filtering system works because some people I think want it to be way more complex than it is or, 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 or overthinking how it works <laughs> and and coming up with these really convoluted complex things that they want to be able to do which is a little bit i mean 
from a UI standpoint, it's probably never going to work for us. But I think you can kind of manufacture some of it on your own by putting together multiple feeds and then combining them instead of having one super complex, you know, if this, then that, but not this, but only in the case of this, type, you know, those kind of uh, Boolean type of of operators that I think some people were, were hoping that we they would be able to do. But you can get pretty much you can get pretty creative with it, I think. So I don't know. I like it. It's been it seems like it's been a hit with people who have joined so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of reminded me like a few years ago, I would instead of subscribing to like a particular site, especially like you say, the high volume sites, I would subscribe to like the author's feeds for the people I particularly like. Right. But if you look around sites right now, like nobody does that anymore. No, like, it's nobody very has feeds just for authors. No, and, you, know, um, and, we, we, you want to know why they don't? Sorry, go on. No, I was going to tell you. You want to you know why? <laughs> want to know why big sites don't do that anymore? It's because of things like mm-hmm. Substack. Because they don't want a lot of uh, media companies don't want their writers to have a uh, really high profile, and they don't want to help them have their own profile like that because then it gives them leverage to leave and set up their own shop and abandon the company or they have to pay them more. So, I mean, maybe that's a little yeah. bit cynical view of it, but I think that is going on. I mean, it's it's like I know that there's a lot of pressure with a lot of writers at big companies like the New York Times and other places over tweeting, uh, hosting, you know, uh, whether it's Clubhouse or the you know spaces on Twitter or whatever it happens to be, there's a lot of pressure on some writers not to do that stuff because they don't want them to have a presence outside of the media organization because then all of a sudden they might be able to go out on their own and make their own business out of it, which a lot have done actually nowadays. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I, th- I mean, let's not pretend like big companies don't want us to use RSS anyway, because it's like, well, I can't show you all the ads. Yeah, that's like, the other thing. Yeah. It's very hard to track you in an RSS feed. Um, it's very you know, true. So they can do it with images and tracking GIFs and stuff, which I'm sure they do. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's been good. It's, it's, it's been nicer to sort of have those stories in an RSS feed, in an RSS reader rather than you know, following random accounts on Twitter right. where I might or might not click the link and then I completely miss a story. Yeah, I like the option of having RSS feeds because I do that actually, you know, even though I like I like getting email newsletters, but not in my email. So a lot of them I subscribe to through a service like InnoReader has the ability to do this where your your email newsletters just go straight into their service and then they show up in RSS. You know, with what we devised for Mac Stories, you don't need to do that anymore because you can just create your own feed but but it's kind of nice i i've never really liked the idea of getting a lot of content in my in my email because i get enough email as it is and i don't really want to be sitting in my inbox reading somebody's newsletter and see all the email that i have to deal with for work popping up as i'm reading it so i like having keeping those things separate if i can yeah and, and this is something i i keep thinking about because i see threads on twitter i see people posting you know big quote-unquote articles on like a reddit post and stuff and the same with email newsletters it's like that content feels it feels like it's lost yeah it's, you know, it's once locked that's away been sent know, out, yeah, it's locked away that was right it's not really searchable and you can't uh, well you know this is one of the big things being talked about in in, in your discord as well we can actually link to this story now right. like that's really good because you can you have a direct way of going yeah go see this thing but like there's just so many like lost 
ideas, lost content that's just going into Twitter threads and stuff, which are impossible to find after two weeks. Right, right. Um, you know, it's so difficult to find this stuff. If you see a good thread about, you know, people tend to do explainers, don't they? About sure, I don't know this this concept or this political thing that's happening, and I'm like, well, you know, sometimes I think, oh, I want that thread, but of course I can't find it because. <laughs> There's just no way to look for this right, stuff. Right, and Well, and that's where we kind of were coming from in the sense that, you know, we had six years of content that were locked in people's inboxes that weren't really searchable by them or by us. I mean, I, you know, Federico and I, what we used to do is we used to create PDF versions of all the newsletters with shortcuts, keep them in an app called Keep It, and then we could, which OCR'd them, and then we could we could search for them. And so we had our own search system so we could find back issues because we would want to link to them, but we never had a link to anything other than the full newsletter. And finding that stuff was, was hard. People shouldn't have to go to the trouble of creating their own PDF library of back issues because we had like 350 issues. And now it's all searchable. Now, it is still behind a paywall, but I mean, that's like, it's funny because I know a lot of people get, I've had this conversation with people more than once now where it's like, well, this stuff isn't open web because you guys are behind a paywall. And it's like, well, this technology is, is our open technologies. The paywall is the business model. And those are two different things. And yeah. you know, using open web technologies allows us to link, allows people to search. But you know, this stuff is part of a paid subscription. And that's, you know, I mean, that's... That's there's a couple of ways to make money on the internet. You can sell ads and you can sell subscriptions. Those are two of the big ways. We do both. I don't think either one of them is ever going to go away. I don't think. But um, yeah, that's just how the the club works from a business standpoint. It's not really a reflection on the technology itself. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. But uh, but yeah, so it's been good. It's been fun being back on on RSS. Um, have you got anything else? I don't. I can't do anything. Anything else has happened not, for me? Not a lot. Although I, I must say that I am very pleased with Discord. I like that we we built a Discord after talking about building a, a Mac Stories community for forever. I mean, we've it's been on our plate on our minds for years now, and we waited until we could like tie it together with other things we do in a way that would be more meaningful. And it's just been really nice because I feel like in the last week I've gotten more feedback on what we do than I've gotten in the last five years. And that's really good. It's really valuable, you know, both positive and negative. And it's overwhelmingly positive, which is nice. But but yeah, it's nice to be able to actually get to know people a little more, especially when, you know, we used to be able to do that at WWC, for instance. We'd actually get to meet a fair number of, of readers. I mean, obviously not everybody goes to that conference, but it was an opportunity where we did get to meet people and we haven't had that for two years, which is really hard. And people do write us emails and things like that once in a while. But, but you know, that, that's like such an effort that a very small fraction of people do it. But with the discord, it's easy just to kind of get in there and chat and say hello, which has been, been a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, I, I mean, I've been having a lot of fun in that. Yeah, I'm glad um, you have. You know, I, I didn't, <laughs> I was sort of, yeah, it's, it's been a little bit distracting. If anything, <laughs> I know. Well, and that's my balancing act. It's like we view it as very important part of our job to be involved in there. But at the same time, I have just as much or more to do than I ever have had. So I do take long breaks to get my writing done and things like that. But it's, it's actually a really nice break to kind of 
stop for a little while and take 15 minutes and see what's going on in the Discord and answer a few questions and hang out with people. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. All right. I think, um, yeah, like I said, I don't think I have anything else. It's been, you know, you, you've had a really busy week, but a busy <laughs> couple of weeks, but I, <laughs> I haven't had a lot yeah, going on it, except my chicken nuggets. It has, it has <laughs> calmed down now, thank goodness, just in time to get ready for the fall Apple season of releases of iPhones and stuff. So I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about. I did get to finally play my PS5. It did sit for more than a week without me touching it. But I did play a little yeah. Miles Morales and uh, okay. Astro's Playroom. And, yeah, I'm loving that, but I've got a long way to go before I really feel like I've fully explored it. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more next time. Yeah, no, that sounds good. All right. I will talk to you in a couple of weeks then. All right. Speak to you later.